0: It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. In theaters, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. And the Merman. Hey, Murray. Yo. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on.
1: to all who've been supporting us if you love our independent podcast please support us and join our growing film rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash filmrage yyc all members get special episodes and content only for members and all members that sign up will get a special limited edition film rage merch item if you cannot commit to a membership you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film shout out to our biggest listening state colorado which is now crushing our old friends from missouri just kind of throw that out there and also and also our biggest listening province in canada alberta but A super huge shout out to the tiny province of Nova Scotia. That's, and I don't know if this is common, but they're coming up the rear. Mm. Go Rams.
0: Go Rams. Rams. Movies are back at Canyon Meadow Cinema. We are open for your viewing pleasure with great new films opening weekly. All health regulated protocols are in effect for a safe and enjoyable experience. And don't forget, we should be your first choice for your next birthday party or special event. Can't make it to the cinema? We got you covered. Order concessions from our online store and you can either choose curbside pickup or get them delivered via Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, or DoorDash. For more details, go to CanyonMeadowsCinemas.ca. Here at CMC, we would like to thank you for your continued support, and we are looking forward to seeing you at the movies. there jim that you, the audio didn't even pick it up supersonic nice. but we are streaming jim
2: yes you are
0: all right well apparently this was released in 2019 the first one we're gonna do and well, i didn't know about it i don't think any either of you knew about it so we're doing it now in 2021 came out on netflix might have heard of it Uh, it's, uh, Iron Mask. It is the would-be blockbuster starring Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger, which was made for $49 million and had a cumulative worldwide worldwide gross of around $8.5 million. Good luck in closing the $40 million gap to break even on this piece of crap. The first 10 minutes of this movie was reel after reel of the production companies involved, yep. which I believe was like nine. Although I counted about
2: 20, but yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: I, I lost count. So let's say it's 10 production companies, and if they all had equal stake, that means they've only lost $4 million each on this endeavor. That's Bargain. not so bad. Anyhow, yeah, but how
1: much did Netflix pay for it? That's the real thing. next yes. to nothing.
0: Anyhow, I guess I should talk about the movie. Uh, we got some campy fun with Arnie and Jackie sharing the screen for about 10 minutes at the beginning, and then we saw them again for about a minute at the end. In between, we got treated to green screen after green screen of fake-looking backgrounds and a lot of computer-generated beasts, among other things. It was a CGI extravaganza.
2: Yes, it was. I
0: finally concluded that if it was not an actor, it was probably CGI. The tables, chairs, dishes, candlesticks, fire, jewelry, wardrobe. I'm pretty sure it was all CGI. The acting was woeful, which was only outdone by the dreadful script. This was a hard rage. I don't even want to talk about it.
1: <laughs> Alright, well let's let Murray talk about it. Because Murray, right. was this was this your favorite? Was this is this gonna be your fried berry of the week? Uh,
2: no, not even close. Well, because this was on Netflix, I actually was able to watch it um, at work, because uh, I wasn't doing anything else. Uh, yeah, Iron Mask, or Mystery of the Dragon Seal, Journey to China, as it's known on Netflix. Yeah,
0: it's got uh, a few the, titles.
2: What the <laughs> yeah. hell was this movie? Like It was like Narnia meets Pirates of the Caribbean, with a heavy dose of Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah, first off, the English dubbing was horrible. Uh, ironically, the only person who wasn't dubbed in English was Arnold, who we couldn't understand anyway. Um, kudos to the filmmaker for the Jackie Chan slash Arnold Schwarzenegger fight, best part of the film. Beyond that, I had no freaking idea what was going on most of the time. It's A complete mess of a plot line, the sappy Hollywood ending. Not surprisingly, there were about, yeah, like you said, 10 different production companies involved in this project. Way too many cooks. It was a, uh, yeah, low meh.
1: a low math. A low math. Wow. You're being generous, Merc. I didn't on. rage.
2: I wow. very seldom rage about anything.
1: It's true. He does give a lot of math. Okay, so uh, I don't know what movie you guys saw, but I saw Pena Perchati Dracona, which was the original title of this. Well,
2: Dracona is Dragon, so. Of this
1: yeah. stink fest. So if you've always wanted. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Jackie Chan to make a made-for-TV after-school special fantasy period piece with bad CGI everywhere. You can imagine the script was written for what I'm going to say 13-year-old mentally challenged children. Then look no further, (laughs) because this movie's for you. The acting, (laughs) story, uh, film quality, or lack thereof, And everything in between was terrible and makes Jackie Chan's last film, Vanguard, look like a modern-day masterpiece by seeing Arnie playing a modern-day evil version of Fezzik from Princess Bride, all out of shape and plump on California raisins and Nanny's sweet goodies that he's been eating for years, was so much for this Arnie fan to stomach, pun intended, plus... There was so much stuff going on in this film. It seemed like they were trying to cram a TV series into sort of like a Game of Thrones, into a two hour movie. And uh, yeah, no one understands the words that are coming out of either of their mouths. You know what I'm talking? Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Keep up, keep it up, keep it up. This film was basically unwatchable. Basically though, This film is not for anyone over the age of, say, maybe 10 and or or anyone that could string cohesive sentences together into something like this. This film is a rage.
0: It was really bad.
1: It was, it was so I didn't like to Murray's point, I didn't know what was going on this entire movie. I didn't no. understand how one scene connected to another scene. I don't understand who the 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 queen thing was. I don't know who those those two lovebirds were, and I don't mean Arnie and Jackie Chan. I just couldn't figure out like first off, why was this movie made? That was the first question After I After fifteen
0: minutes, I didn't care. I mean Yeah. I'm just like, okay, i got to watch the rest of this because i got to review it.
1: <laughs> but your review didn't talk about the
0: whole middle part no, of no. the movie. No, no, I just <laughs> talked about the production and stuff because I, I didn't really want to talk about the movie.
1: It's, uh, it's yeah, I, uh, this is the kind of stuff that we get the joy of seeing without anybody making movies. That's all i got to say. And that's probably all we should say about this movie. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's do it. Now, uh, Moonman, did you get to see this one? Super Deep? No. The time.
2: Super Deep. I didn't, didn't have time.
1: Or, and I can't pronounce this either, Horosakya Sverhengulopukaya, which was the original name, I'm going to guess. Looks Russian. I'm thinking it's Russian.
0: You're thinking correct. It is, yeah.
1: So this one is uh, on our good and favorite streaming service shutter boom boom. boom boom yes thank you my little children of the corn um, so a small research team went down below the surface to find out where secret or, or sorry what secret the world's deepest borehole was hiding and that pretty much sums up the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, here's a clue. Super deep is not really that deep. It's not considering considering the last Russian film I saw. Uh, I remember seeing um, was one of my favorite films of last year. I figured this was maybe a shoe in for a really good quality film such as Beanpole. I thought maybe this is the super deep of beanpoles <laughs> Huh. I guess not all Russian films are that good. The delivery was um, all a little bit, like the acting was all sort of over-exaggerated and seemed really kind of stiff. Plus the English-speaking Russian film, I was like, what? I like the idea of this film and there was some good goo uh, in it, but it kind of took too long to get pretty much anywhere in this film. What ended up being the last act was a little too drawn out and there was uh, lots of times I didn't, really know what was happening. Great idea. Oh, not very good execution. Overall, I'm still gonna give it a meh. Um plus it kind of follows a lot of this kind of outbreak style films that you might expect to see a version of Mila Jehovah Bitch in it. Well, I guess there was one. So it's kind of like the Resident Evil franchise or Doom, but not because it's Russian. It's a low man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um Russian films. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a very good average with me. They No, they, tend, they don't. They, they tend to be much too long. <sighs> Anyways, the, the end. S- <laughs> the special effects were decent. Yeah. And this is what made the whole movie for me. I got to see the worst case of back acne that I've mm, ever seen. That gross. was pretty awesome. It was, that was cut, delicious. it was repulsively mesmerizing, really. I actually <laughs> rewound it and watched the back acne scene a little, again because that was good stuff. I, I actually did too, so that... <laughs> so, I will say the sense of imminent doom was well played. I mean, the whole time you, you did feel it. The actors... I can't complain about them. They were on point. I'm not sure there was enough material here for a two-hour movie, but it was watchable. Meh? (laughs) You think? (laughs) It's like, there's nothing here that I didn't like. Nothing here that I really liked.
1: (laughs) It was, uh, I don't know, there
0: was a lot of things in uh, there that kind of I the didn't like. back acne alone made it a meh. Uh,
1: I'll give you that. I also gave it a meh. I, but Special effects I, were,
0: were good. Like there, This was a really well-made film. Like There's nothing where you like went, ooh, I, ooh, that didn't look good. Yeah, Everything looked good. Yeah, the, Everything yeah. was, you know, but at the end of the day, it was a 75-minute and a two-hour package. and yeah, They could have tightened it, this it up and made have, it better.
1: Yeah, they, they seem to drag out a lot of the yeah. scenes in it. It was like the whole ending part is she's doing the ascent or towards yeah, the ascent. Yeah, it I was, mean, that's it another was thing, like,
0: really. Where, number one, I don't believe you can get to how, how, how many miles below the surface of the earth where they're going. Something ridiculous and they got there in like like a couple of minutes. Like it's not yeah, even, well, yeah. it's not even possible. They're, you know, if they went that fast, which they showed how fast it was going, it wasn't going that fast. You know, their skin would be it ripped o- off their flesh. I mean, it's, it's it just was not, an elevator. Yeah, I know. it didn't go that. It was way. It's a really, really <laughs> apparently it was a really fast elevator. So mm-hmm. you know, I had some problems with the you know the. Uh, there,
1: there was some fun though. I mean, if you was, like Doom, they, yeah. if you like Doom and you like the first. Um, over the Resident Evil franchise, you'll probably kind of like this.
0: Yeah, maybe. As I say, it was fine. If this is up your alley, go for it. If it, this isn't your type of movie, don't bother. It's that simple. It is kind of that simple. <laughs> there we go. Nice. All right. The Winter Lake. Which is uh, from our friends at Gat PR you can find them at gat.ca that's g-a-t.ca. c-a uh the winter lake uh is from 2020 but it's just making the rounds right now uh it is the feature debut of director phil sheeran it has a slow build Rich with dread and bleak gray surroundings, it is a story of a troubled teen who makes a discovery that reveals a dark secret of his neighbors. Uh, The film reveals its intent a little bit at a time. It lets the audience piece things together as the narrative shuffles forward. All four of the leads are very good with Anson Boone as Tom standing out with a creepy yet sympathetic performance. I enjoyed the methodical ride this film took me on, leading me to the final act, which did a satisfactory job of concluding this tale and managed to keep its focus on Tom and left the rest of the character's final act to our imagination. I like that. The Winter Lake was a very good debut for director Phil Sheeran, and I look forward to his next project. As for this project, it was meh.
1: But I bet you it was a high man.
0: It was a high man. It was, okay, a high, well, it was a high mech because it was so well done and so well mm-hmm. acted. And I had some minor, you know, minor quips with it. But overall, I, I mean, I, I liked the movie. I liked it a lot.
1: Well, I'm going to switch things up on you because I watched it again um, after you and I chatted the first time. Yep. Yeah. So the Winter Lake, uh, it's got some great, great longing shots. Uh, so much continual creep fest going on in this film. Our main character Tom just oozes creepy, and just naturally creeps you out this entire film. Yes, creepy is the key word for this film. I use this as the well. Music, yeah, it's got a good. It's it's kind of fitting, and and just naturally creeps you out the entire movie. Yes. I'm going to keep saying creepy. Uh, Plus, the music just builds uh, with intensity through the entire film. The whole time I'm asking myself, what is exactly happening? And why is Tom so fucked uh, in the head? And was even more suspicious of him when he keeps the puzzle piece dead body in his room? So I was kind of like, okay, this guy's got some issues. This film has lots of rain to build even more dread uh, with lots of layers of broodiness for our lead actor uh, Tom played by Anson Boone as you had already had already mentioned. The slow pacing just adds to the suspense. His newfound girlfriend, though, just didn't seem genuine in what she was selling, but I didn't mind that. It kind of added a little bit to the mystique of her and the film itself. The story is super is not sorry, is not super complex. Uh, but because you have these two households crashing together, where both appear to be damaged in ways that we don't fully understand, but a lot of information we do know is dark and unnerving and weird, but it in a good, creepy, weird way. So I'm adding the word weird in here as well. So it's creepy and it's weird. This is not your typical mystery by any means, as there seems to be lots of damaged people interacting, and every... One of them could be coming glued at any time through this entire movie. It's almost like it's a race to the end to see who gets to crazy town first. I loved that I did not know what to expect through this entire movie. My only real problem was the ending, which Bryce and I kind of talked about the other day. And when I watched it back again, I didn't have as many problems with it. I feel it could have... Possibly been a little bit more impactful in some small ways if they changed a little bit. But overall, I was completely enjoying the suspense drama, uh, which was apparently a Canadian-Ireland co-production. To me, go. it it made it to Mondo after watching it the second time. Mm. Uh, and I think people should check it out. I really enjoyed the creepy, weird factor well after the film ended. I kept It sat with me. And for me... You know the fact that I'm still thinking about it even now, like a week later, this it, it just captures the mondo for me. Like I just I, it, the film is not escaping my head. So kudos. Like I I really hope we get to um, have a chance to talk to this director. I'm putting that out there. There's a good chance we might get it, and uh, and I'm excited because I'm I'm super impressed. I haven't seen a creep factor weird fast like this in a long time. Fair enough. Well should we uh should we give Murray the honor in this one? Because I think um
0: <laughs> Me to lead us off.
1: I, I think I don't know. I'm I think, maybe we should get I think to I lead think you
2: two have a little one. more to say about it than I do. Oh I've got <laughs> lots to
1: say about this, but I know you I, do. I, I so, still think it might be good for you to start. So us you off. want
2: you, you you want the good stuff off the start. Okay.
1: Well yeah, because there's not much. So I'm not saying that you don't okay. get to say whatever you want. All right. Please tell us what you thought sure. that was good about this movie. All
2: right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we went, well, separately, you guys and then I went, to see F9, The Fast Saga. This would be the ninth film in the tired Fast and the Furious franchise. <laughs> well which, played, Mark. Full, full, full disclosure, had not seen the other eight. I saw I saw the end of the first one, and I'm like, what? It's like, it's like you, know, a, you know, a street racer and a cop, they become friends, and then Vin Diesel goes to prison at the end of the first one, and then the cop basically breaks them out. And I'm like, but well, but you're a cop. Like, what the hell? That That's kind of where they lo- went off the rails for me. But anyway. And this now is the, they're
1: superheroes.
2: Oh, from, one to, the from
1: one to yeah. nine, they became superheroes. Yeah. And I,
2: as, as Ludacris basically mentioned in the film, uh, they, he thinks they're invincible. because No, it's not, not not Ludacris. The other one. Paris. Who's the other guy? The other black guy.
1: Paris, I think.
2: No, it was his, who's his, his name? rapper name, whoever he is.
1: Oh, no, yeah. No, no. That's I whoever he
2: is. I don't know. Some they're all the same to me. Anyway, uh, yeah. So this one, as it says, is basically. He's I think it's, ki- it's it's kind of wrong. It's it's a cipher. Enlists the help of Jacob. That really isn't the plot. She's there, but that's not really her. Her it's some some Euro trash. You know, rich little punk, basically who enlists the help of Jacob, who's a her, Dom's brother, to basically take revenge on Dom and his team. That's that's it. That's the plot. Uh, now, I am a big fan of car chases, fight scenes, and people shooting each other with guns. I mean, Smokey and the Bandit, Cannonball Run, Knight Rider, love them all. This movie was too much even for me. <laughs> even if I can forgive the horrible acting from Vin Diesel, John Cena, and everybody else except Charlize Theron, my girl. The plot was laughable. And the stunts. Let's talk about the stunts. Okay, first off, we have them driving through a field full of landmines and not getting blown up. Then we have John Cena's character jumping off a cliff in a Mustang and landing inside a plane. And then, same scene. Same scene. Vin Diesel uses the hook of a plane to bungee from a cliff to another cliff. And then there's like car chases involving giant magnets down the streets of London, which culminates in the flipping of a giant tank vehicle. But of course, the creme de la creme is launching a GT Pontiac Fiero into space. Into space. And they're wearing scuba gear instead of space suits. This is somehow believable. (laughs) Um, I didn't overly enjoy it. I'm not gonna rage as hard as you guys it's definitely a low math for me like the stunts were just ridiculously stupid and I like my you know ridiculous stunts but this is like really this is what they do now they just do things that defy all you know laws of gravity and logic so yeah it was was what it was it was two and a half hours too long
1: <laughs> you're still being generous buddy
2: I know I am <laughs>
1: with, giving it, with giving it a oh. uh, Fire and, and, away. And for our listeners out there, just for correction purposes, when Murray said uh, they're all the same to me, he's meaning rappers.
0: Yes, that's, rappers. That's I can't tell the rappers. difference between. But, but he's not a rapper. Uh, yeah, he's uh, well, not. Well, whoever he
2: is, I had no idea. He's,
1: Ter- he's Therese. So. Tyree, okay.
2: Yeah, no idea. Couldn't tie in it, what it's he just does.
1: Ludacris is the rapper in this one. I guess. Yeah. And he's he a rapper. Raps.
2: And I believe I even said Cardi B in this thing at one point for three seconds. I'm like, Cardi really? B? Cardi thank B? God she really? Thanks,
1: thank God she joined the party.
2: Yeah, really, eh?
1: Okay, let me tell you a little bit about Fast 9. So first off, I've actually seen every single one of these movies and seen them in them theaters. Wow. I'm embarrassed to say. I missed Tokyo I to Drift
0: come- in the theaters, but I saw the rest of them, too.
1: Yeah, Tokyo Drift was uh, probably the best one. <laughs> I don't know why. Not much. Uh, it, it's not, it's not, it's like different levels of race. And it wasn't it Vin matter. Diesel not even in that one? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I think originally they were going to put it Tokyo Yeah, no, the Diesel Tokyo one of was, the it was, it was it was, it was, it was Japan. Terrible. It
2: was all Japanese people, right? Like there was no Vin Diesel and uh,
1: there Jordana Brewster and those people. It was a whole was, different
2: crew, wasn't it?
1: Uh, there's people in there. At the, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm just saying um, that's the one without them. <laughs> the, the wrap up of this review is uh, just that that's that's really what it is um right off the bat they bring in the corny dialogue and not sure what's happening with attention to detail uh not what a pit crew change actually looks like in and then less than five minutes we have the first shot i had to take as they were once again defying physics with a car explosion so i'm kind of like okay Can you not even go five minutes without defying the rules of physics? Apparently not. Nope. Isn't Vin Diesel dreamy, though? I mean, his (laughs) hanging with the little kid at the beginning was so adorable. And by adorable, I mean non-essential to anything in this franchise whatsoever. Um, The whole beginning of the film could have been cut because we knew Vin wasn't retired uh, for a second. And every entrance from every character became this whole big fucking big deal. Like, they were all old friends and we how could we uh, not be more excited to see everybody as everybody came in to, to meet each other? It was like, oh my God, just start the fucking movie. They could have cut out at least 39 minutes of intros alone. Bad guys can't shoot and the good guys never miss. I don't know what's worse, how stupid this movie is or how stupid they think we are watching it. The dialogue is old and repetitive. The physics is defied. And why don't they at least once, just once, try to do something that could actually possibly happen in real life? Would it actually kill them? But man, the suspense was killing me. I don't know how many of them would actually survive this one. I was really concerned. I thought one of them <laughs> probably has to die. Well. You would think. Try and guess if anybody dies. Um, I'm a little confused. Why? Why don't? Why don't? Why doesn't one of them die? I'm not sure. I don't know why they keep growing this cast. Well, I was confused a little until John Cena showed up, and then thank God. <laughs> I thought Vin Diesel was dreamy until John, John Cena, Cena showed up. John saves us all. <laughs> oh, Cena! Oh, he's so hot right now. He is. <laughs> uh, okay, so the people at the beginning were supposed to be John. Cena and Vin Diesel? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is so much wrong with everything about the kids and the adult versions of this. The size, the body shape, the voice accents. Uh, at least when Austin Powers tried to do it, the kids could have actually been the adult versions of Dr. Evil and Austin Powers. So again, Fast and Furious, thank God you spent all your money on trying to find casting that was anything close to the original actors. The, be- the biggest question I have is how many of these movies... Um, does one of them, mostly Vin say I have to do this alone and then they say we are family, like every fucking five minutes, and then they hug and love and go back out doing fucking stupid things I can't take this series anymore I have seen everyone, as I've mentioned in the theaters, I'm saying this now, I will not see another Fast and the Furious film unless I am dared to see this film This makes me rage with all of the stupid, corny, repetitive, and so completely unoriginal in every way. And getting drunk every time something stupid happens, I'd get drunk way better and way more fun in anything else. I am tapping out. I am done. This film was so painful to watch that I am literally even more stupid. And you all know how stupid I am. After seeing this, this film goes to a new level of sadism. I hasten to say it's, Allowed it is repulsive Vin Diesels sadistic rage. This is the new category in my mind. And by the way, there was not one good line in the entire movie. Oh, wait, I lied. There was one line by motherfucking ludicrous. As long as we follow the rules of physics, we'll be fine.
2: <laughs> when he's in space.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And I got a few things to unpack, but let's hear what Bryce has to say.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> F10, F- F- uh, there is a script for it, and it will be in production of course there soon. Is. So that's good. In two parts.
2: This one only made seventy mail this weekend, but that's still you know post COVID, so yeah. Sure, by hoping, the time it's said and done, it'll probably make more to five or six hundred like million. 40, so they'll make another one. That's
0: like forty billion dollars in regular times. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it, it,
1: they'll,
0: they'll keep making them
1: when it comes, though. I'm hoping there's another movie released that weekend that we won't have to see this.
2: Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't release enough stuff.
0: F9. Nothing makes any sense, and it's so dumb that I got a sore neck from shaking my head for the entire duration of the movie. As we've mentioned, the laws of physics made more sense in a Roadrunner cartoon than they make in F9. And I would love to just go along for the silly ride, but when the ride is this ridiculous, it is hard to get on board. This movie was everything I hate in cinema. From the ignoring basic physics at every turn, to the constant barrage of loud headache-inducing car chases, to the horrible acting, to the flat attempts at humor, this film had all these things going for it and much, much more. Oh yeah, and they go to space in this one, in a car. I am pretty sure that even if they made it to space, in a car, which is already impossible, once they because were in space, once they were in space, they would probably freeze to death as the heater in their car is probably not going to combat the temperature which would be about -270 degrees Celsius, which for our US listeners would be about -455 degrees Fahrenheit. This movie is freaking dumb. I hated this movie. This movie was a rage.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, but, you know, there was a couple things I did like about it. No, I wasn't. did like, I did like Michael Rooker.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah he, was right. <laughs> he, was, he was all right.
1: Michael Rooker's great. And I, I can't, I have to say, I am actually in love with Ludacris. I think he's cool. Really? I just want to see him just sitting there being, like, he's just sitting there just being a dude every it's time you him. see him. He's kind of like, yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody else can just drop off the face of the earth and melt into a giant volcano. But Ludacris, he just sit there. What's up, man? <laughs> He's cool. Uh yeah. what's with magnet force powers? Again, Yeah, I don't know why awesome. movies have to create a force like
0: oh, uh universe
1: where the flat, they can use magnets when they don't. To six
0: underground.
1: Yeah, and or how about <laughs> how about uh the most the dumbest plot hole in the entire thing? I know that's tough to peg down, but they're in they're in their secret layer, whatever the fuck that is and they get attacked by the guys with the machine guns and John Cena gets released from their prison of sorts and no one thought to turn on the giant magnets mm. until John Cena left and then were it was they already like, in the cars and said, th- no no they were just sitting <laughs> there That's, remember they had to show oh, you're right, they they, did later, uh, yeah. they turned on the magnets so that Teresa's yeah. lunch went gone yeah. and then John Cena was locked up and it's kind of like yeah. You know, all you had to do is turn the knob, but, you know, but, you know, let's just wait till John Cena leaves. And then so he's over. gone. Yeah. You
2: know, yeah. I mean, that,
1: that part was just like, OK, at this point, I'd already wanted to cut my eyes out and cut my ears off. And I wanted to actually just cut my head off. It would have been just so much easier if I didn't have any thing from the neck up to see the rest of the film, because it just kept getting worse and worse and worse.
0: It did. Yeah.
1: And that's the truth.
0: Yeah. All right. It's time for a little palate cleanser. We also Thanks. saw nobody. Yeah. Uh, nobody is the story of Hutch Marshall. A nine. But wait.
1: But wait. Where what? did we see it? Where did we see it? Ah, we saw it right. at
0: Canyon Meadow Cinemas, That's Jim. Right.
1: That's right. We did for five bucks. That's
0: right. Sweet. So as I was saying. Nobody yes. is the story of Hutch Marshall, a 9 to fiver with a wife and two kids, who lives in a, who lives a fairly mundane life. Then one day his home gets invaded, and he believes that his daughter's kitty cat bracelet was taken, and we see a whole new side of Hutch. Hutch has a past, and Hutch is someone you do not want to cross. Bob Odenkirk is Hutch, and plays the character in such a way that I could not imagine anyone else in the role. The movie moves fast and the action scenes are seamlessly woven between scenes of genuine drama. There are humorous moments as well that are genuinely funny, unlike a couple of action movies that we have recently reviewed that attempted humor but misfired on an epic level. I think we all know which films I am talking about. One we just Mm -hmm. reviewed and the other we reviewed last week. This is how a stupid, over-the-top action movie should be made. From the clever montage at the beginning, to the bus scene, to the final showdown, and everything in between, it is intelligent and never has to go for a cheap laugh. It takes its action serious, and even the most unlikely sequences seem like they are grounded in some sort of reality. There are two words that best describe nobody. One of those words is fun. It was so much fun. And the other word is mondo.
1: Oh, snap. Murray, you want to go? I think you saw this too, buddy.
2: I did. I saw it again because, uh, you know, it was so freaking hot. I had to go in the air conditioning somewhere. Uh, and, yeah, like Kenny Meadows, $5 movies. And I discovered their awesome new menu, putting their dirty sodas, which I'm in love with now. I'm going to try every one of them. Uh, I can see why Jim likes this film so much. After he texted me, you have to see this. Um, it was very John Wick-ish, uh, without the cool car and the dog. You substitute the car for a kitty cat bracelet and the stolen car for another stolen car. Uh, and basically, it's more or less the same kind of film. Uh, action was pretty cool. I, I just never really bought into Bob Odenkirk as a leading man. Like I didn't watch anything else he was in. I don't watch his TV show or anything, whatever else he's done. I just didn't really... I don't know. He didn't really impress me as a leading man. This film was actually working its way into a meh. Except for two words. Christopher freaking Lloyd. This was his best role since Back to the Future. You thought he was outrageous in Piranha 3D or Dead Before Dawn 3D. Just you wait. Um, Still a meh, but a really good one.
1: And so you're giving the entire meh? Because of Christopher Lloyd, just so we're clear,
2: Uh, It's a higher man. It was a low man until Christopher Lloyd showed up. Gotcha. Because I really enjoyed him.
1: Gotcha. Well, and who doesn't love Christopher Lloyd? That's right. Okay. So Bob Odenkirk does the action that my main man, Clive Owen, does in my favorite action movie of all times, Shoot Him Up. He does a perfect job of mixing comedy and action in a way that is believable, humorous, and full of amazing Russian gangster-stomping fun. The writer of John Wick's series, Derek Kolstad, does a brilliant job of making this so cleverly written, you can't help but fall in love with our lead Hodenkirk, AKA Hutch. The journey we go on with this dad that is living a menial life of nine to five clock punching and taking the bus, is a life that you desperately feel sorry for him, especially as he misses the garbage drop apparently every single week.
2: Every week, week. yeah.
1: Yep. You know right from the start (laughs) that Hutch is just slumping along, living a life that is far beneath him. He's a schlub. Yep. When (laughs) his family home gets broken into and the most valued kitty bracelet gets stolen, it's just a spark that Hutch needs to ignite the fire he has left dormant. And... All of us couldn't be more happier that it did. This film goes into the category of super well-written, awesomely directed, and fantastically cast with the likes of Odenkirk, Michael Ironside as a bit part, and Christopher Lloyd, uh, and the uh, the great villain, Alexei Sarabiakov. I want to say, maybe? Uh, this film had me laughing, gasping, and kept a permanent smile on my face the entire movie. This nobody... Is a Mondo somebody?
0: Yeah, it was really entertaining.
1: Yeah, there's just scenes in that where you, like the scene on the bus.
0: <laughs> the so... scene before it even happens where he's like, please let them on the bus. Please let yes. them on the bus. He's just, he's just, you know, he's just ready to go. That yeah. is, the anticipation there is like, oh, Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, this girl's gonna need some help. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he well, could
0: be that good. He got st- like stabbed
2: several times and almost got the crappy out of him by those guys. Yeah, yeah but
1: thats, that's what added to the it. exactly. He liked it. He wanted to be stabbed, Murray. It kind of fueled his rage. By the way, exactly.
0: So. Like he sat there and he took it. It's, he could have. Did you make? Did you see him make one defensive move? No. <laughs> no. It's no it's he, wanted really. he wanted to feel that
1: blade in his needed, belly. It, he
0: needed it. He needed that to just ignite the fire. Yeah. So and when good. he kicks
1: the bus driver off the bus, yeah. <laughs> the, the scene where the doors so closed, closed. <laughs> its just like you just stay. Just, you just stay outside just there.
0: Just and the best, so perfectly played out.
1: The best part was when he finds a kitty bracelet. We yeah. won't yeah. spoil it for those who are <laughs> yeah. listening, yeah. but this is a movie that you have to see. It's so it's so good. Yeah, it's only five bucks. And as Marie said. Christopher Lloyd is in this. Like I did not freaking of all, Lloyd. Of all people to cast in this movie, yeah. to put Christopher Lloyd in there as a as a hitman?
2: As a bad Yeah,
1: I never saw that coming. Not one not one
2: drop of it. No, me either.
1: Oh, what a week, boys. Mm, Five yeah, whole movies. Five whole movies.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Vision! Blurring!
1: Rage! Taking! Over! Well... 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 This rage may seem like it's a little bit of a old rehashed rage, it's got a little bit of a spin on it. I'm going to say sequels, when you're making a sequel, and this prompted some of our discussion after seeing the, I want to say fantastically rage filled, sadistic Vin Diesel's completely garbage acting career film of Fast Nine, which was there was a very big notice that by the time that a franchise goes into space, it's time to hang the hockey skate. Right. Yeah,
0: I don't know about it's that. It's
1: kinda like it's kinda like no, I think we already cleared this nah. up. We already know when Leprechaun went to space, you know what? it was I, already I, over. I actually, By the time,
0: I actually watched but, it again, and that is a fine piece of cinema.
1: Not a, you and your attraction to Leprechaun. It was good. It's just no. By the time you go to space, it's kinda like, okay, you should just keep going. Just go ah. to another galaxy far, far away. Just get ah. in your your drivable space car and put on your garbage helmets and just drop, keep driving until you never come back, no, no, no. but they should have had the whole cast in space. That would have made, that would have made it more rewarding. But my, my ultimate rage this week is, you know what? Just don't make that movie that goes to space. Just don't Aww, make it. Nah. Just don't make it. Just nah. don't go to space. And then, and then I'll be just, just a write a better more script,
0: happier. write a better script about going to space.
1: I haven't seen one yet.
2: They're more believable. That
1: would help. Not, not once. Not once have I seen them go to space and it'd be better.
2: Like, if they, they want to steal a space shuttle and go to space, that's different. They <laughs> launch a freaking car. Not even a good car.
1: Like <laughs> I could list hundreds of films by the time they go to space. Yeah. Including movies in space, like Gravity, Moonraker, uh, <laughs> Leprechaun Space,
0: All Jason good. in Space. Jason X. Come on, that's got like my favorite line out of every, ever, any Jason movie ever, when the, the professor picks up the machete and he's like, you want this? And Jason just kind of tilts his head and he hands him the machete and then he turns his back to Jason <laughs> and he yells to the other students, it's okay, he just wanted his machete back.
1: Yes, he did. Does he that kill him good. with a machete? Of course he oh, does. Yes. Of course he does. <laughs> well, that's just stupid. Right away, then. too. It
0: was yeah. so good.
1: Yeah, it was that bad, Maria. That's exactly what happens. Word for word. Bryce could have played the part. Exactly. So, yeah.
0: No, uh, stop movie's making great. movies that
1: go to space. The, just
0: and just and end the, the franchise. He, right. They relive the part where he picks the girls up in the sleeping bag and beats them against the trees. Oh, it's yeah. so good. I uh, liked it when he went to hell better. Well, that wasn't even a Friday the 13th, really. It was kind of a weird uh, it was a Freddy, body Freddy invasion hybrid. movie. No, no, yeah. it wasn't even that. He just kept on moving from body to body because they kept on, like, he, the dude he ate his heart at the It was bizarre. It was oh, great. It was actually pretty good, though. I liked it. It was just different. <laughs> Anyways. my rage this week is there are not enough sequels that go to space while f9 was an example of a misfire on the space sequel it was more than a victim of its source material we have had a tremendous successes like jason x or leprechaun nope. in space no nope. and on that note i think the following titles should start development immediately rocky balboa in space jurassic park in space Basic Instinct 3, in space. Speed 3, in space. 23 Jump Street, in space. Grease 3, in space. And here's my favorite, The Godfather 4, in space. And I could go on. You add in space to the tagline, and the movie becomes must-see. That is my You're rage. L- not enough space sequels.
1: You've literally just proved my point.
0: Thank you, yes, Bryce, for that yes. fantastic list of movies that hopefully never get made. Never oh, go to come space. on. <laughs> Sharon Stone in space? Is that character from Basic uh, Sharon Instinct? Stone's
2: a little old to be doing that now. Ah,
0: not at yeah. all. She's going to be in yeah, space.
2: So.
0: Gravity's not the- a
2: factor. <laughs> Gravity is not kind. It's true,
0: but
1: we weren't really seeing a lot of that. There was a lot of other stuff happening. You know, with the leg crossing and the uncrossing. Yeah, I don't
0: think know. I want to see that. Now. I want to eh, see it in not? space.
2: No,
1: <laughs> I don't want to see anything in space. I don't think I even like space movies anymore. Uh, these whole these whole franchises have ruined space for me. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna say it right now. I don't think I like very many space movies.
0: I like them all. Well, last maybe, one I, I don't I like enjoyed them all, was Apollo 13.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was good.
2: That was the last good one.
1: Ugh, <laughs> uh, I would like to burst.
2: Hey, podcast land. This is Chance Whitmore of the Strive, Seek, Find podcast, home of personal growth and development wrapped in personal anecdotes
0: and real world solutions alongside sometimes amusing stories. Our goal is to find a better way, encouraging all of us to keep seeking
2: our own brilliant futures. You can find Strive, Seek, Find on Monday. Wherever you find your podcast, check it out after you've listened to this
1: show. He's such a respectful guy. I love him. He's he's awesome.
2: He's not smart for us. All right. Well, as the boys are saying, this week we were treated to the ninth installment of the Tired, Fast, and the Furious franchise. Which I would say even I had trouble finding something nice to say about
1: And yet you gave it a math.
2: I did. I Well, I could have gone rage. It was pretty close to a rage. You could have talked me into it. Uh, having never seen the other eight, I just don't get this series. After, after having witnessed a Pontiac Fiero launched into space, I can say I've probably seen it all. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Furious franchise has a history of wildly unrealistic and spectacular stunts. Go back to Too Fast, Too Furious, 2003. Uh, Jumping off a ramp onto a super yacht. They drive a car off a ramp and somehow land on the back of a yacht, thereby destroying half of it. We've gone from simple, heightened reality drag races to physics-breaking jumps. Then we got Fast and the Furious 4. There was a gas tanker heist. The scene shows a petroleum tanker heist with characters jumping off moving vehicles, blowing stuff up, and driving under a flaming rolling tank of petrol. Uh, Timothy Dalton did it way better in License to Kill, by the way. Uh, Then we got Fast 5. The moving bank vault heist. <laughs> this scene has nothing to do with street racing. It shows the gang stealing an entire bank vault, hitching it to the back of their car, and driving around the city with it, which ends up causing several major accidents, and Vin Diesel using it as a weapon. Totally makes sense. There we got Furious 7. Uh, attaching parachutes to your cars and flying them instead of driving them. Why you use your cars to drive on roads? You can just attach a parachute to it and drop it out of a plane. And Fate of the Furious, 2017. This one is, I just can't even imagine it. You're escaping a massive submarine chasing after you. <laughs> like by now, this series is completely disconnected from the idea of street racing. Nothing to do with street racing anymore. Moving into heists, tanks, cars with parachutes. This scene shows the crew driving along frozen water basic our ice being chased down by an enormous emerging submarine
1: so believable murray you should see it so
2: and then we got the, the the spin-off um fast and the furious presents hobbes and shaw you see that one too yep
1: yep did it you was the, it was the best one of them all actually yeah. i actually thought it was, was tokyo drift <laughs>
2: okay. well this one <laughs> ripping helicopters apart with your bare hands this scene shows Dwayne the Rock Johnson pulling down helicopters with his bare hands. Who does he think he is?
0: Captain America? He's really strong.
1: He's super strong. He's the rock. He's not
2: Captain America. Um, be. All I want to know is, how do a group of car thieves and street racers become a culvert black ops hit team that can apparently defy the laws of gravity? Anyone? Money. <laughs> <all I'm> <laughs> just so ridiculous
1: is that it that's your clothes
2: that, that that that's my that's all i got
1: yeah well you know what that was a pretty good summary of just some of the wackiness that is the your thing. thing. Oh, check out. So, <laughs> what, what do we call this FNF? FNF?
2: Uh, fnf fast
1: and furious is this is this the fnf fnf franchise <laughs> no fnf F and F franchise.
2: Fast and the Furious is was the fast, first one, but
1: Fast and mm, Furious franchise. I don't know. Yeah, they call them
2: that. The team is called F apparently you now. So oh
1: whatever. right. Yeah, they gotta they gotta dumb it down for the list. And I was really disappointed
2: watch, so. not to see any of Kurt Russell in this movie because they teased him.
0: He's there. Obviously, sure. he was
2: in the other movies.
0: He was in. This. Well, all
2: you saw was a small little video of him.
1: Yeah, and I'm then he
0: does how, like a,
2: rescue him or something.
1: He does have like a two minute scene where he's doing something stupid. But yeah, yeah you like never do
2: find flashback him. they never did find them
1: well get, yeah, but the, that's the suspense that, that, for 10. That, that, that's,
2: that's the plot I would have enjoyed stay, tracking him stay down stay tuned for
0: thick. F10 Murray
2: yeah, yeah stay
1: dope. tuned for F10
2: only if you go see Hitman's Bodyguard's Wise 3 with me
1: <laughs> that's gonna be a tosser hope they come out the same weekend and I can only see <laughs> that'll be on. a big fat no <laughs> I'll see it as long as Selma Hayek's in it
2: Wearing
1: very little clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's old enough to be the same age as me. She's our age. Looks mm-hmm. so a lot better than I. Smoking hot. Anyway. All right. So I'm sure with the amount of movies that we've seen this last week, there must be somebody that's going to pop up on the list.
0: Well, I think the obvious one is Charlie's Theron for repulsive.
1: Ah, yeah. Uh, well, you know it's not going to pass. That, you're not going to get Mary to buy into that one.
2: Bad enough, she's not undoubted, which she should be, but
0: you're never going to get me against uh, her. Sorry. Uh, repulsive and undoubted. No, those don't go together.
1: No, I did I did the work on the... Um, I did the work on um, her repulsiveness, though. I think we should at least talk about it. <laughs> How she went how she went from being undoubted to now on the train to being doubted. <laughs>
0: to on the train to being doubted, and I honestly, if her name's on the marquee, I don't want to see the freaking movie anymore. She's awful. I tend to
1: agree with you. Yeah. I tend to agree with you. And you know who's also on that list? For me? Yep. Helen Mirren. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, I'm
2: not sure about her choices recently either.
1: Yeah, Whew. I think we should probably talk. Let's talk about Helen Mirren. Because we're not going to get Murray on side with anything with Sharice Theron. He's, no. he's watching her with
0: rose-colored glasses. Yeah. The thing right. about Helen Mirren is I'm not at the point where she's repulsive for me. She's just not. She's got a, little, a movie here and a movie there that's sprinkled in that she can't get on the doubted list. She absolutely can't be undoubted. And she uh, sure can't be mesmerizing, so she's she's listless right now.
1: Uh, well, let me give you the last let me just give you a little taste of what she's had in the last three or four. I've looked. Go ahead. Yeah, three okay, or four. So know, she's
0: on the road. I'm not saying she's not on the road, but once you go beyond four, I think it gets dicey. But go ahead. Okay,
1: well, you write these down so we know. Because maybe she's just sitting and waiting. But fast nine was That's a rage, although Murray was generous with the map. And then The Duke, which was a Rage. Rage. Yep. And then she was in The Good Liar, which was a Rage. Rage. And then she was in Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, which was still a Rage. It was a meh. Okay. And then Anna from 2019. Oh, crap. Anna was was a mondo. That was a
0: mondo. I know. It was a meh for me, but that's back-to-back mehs, and it's a mondo for you. So she's still... She's got those Blast 3 or whatever. She's got
1: Hobbs and sh- Well, it was a meh. But then it goes right to Rage. So it's like, that's okay. She's starting at 1, 2,
0: Well, no, because she's got back-to-back four. Mez there. So it, it starts at the 3-back Rage. Because you gave Anna a Mondo. I gave meh. It's back-to-back Mez. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you gave Fast and the Furious, so- Hobbs, and
1: Shaw a meh. And you so gave, you're right.
0: You gave Anna Mondo. Oh yeah, and you gave. Yeah, but we could numbers.
1: have started. We could have started. If from I didn't Fast give that, that a Furious.
0: meh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, no. Well, yeah, because
1: three. it should really start from Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. So that's a meh.
0: No, because I, once you again, have to stop. Anna is before that. So that's Mondo meh.
1: Yes, and then after. After Fast and the Furious, it's a rage. Mondo
0: meh is even better than meh meh. Do you not understand <laughs> that?
1: I do, but it starts. you got to start from each beginning of the movie. It the has beginning. to start from that
0: movie. No, the beginning so- has to start from the rage because the meh be- the, mo- the meh is preceded by a mondo. Yeah, so you can't. Do you, use you not that understand mondo. the words that are you, coming out of my mouth? I I completely understand the words that are coming
1: out of your mouth. But once Anna is done, so Anna's the mondo, you start a whole new reign, and Fast and the Furious Oh, Hobbs if you out with the back.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Okay. Right? We're starting for the future for her. And we're starting okay, well, at the Fast and the and- Furious. Presents Hobbs and Shaw, which gonna, was for you and a never you average. She's
0: party. never gonna make it. She's gonna and be. And then some, there's a good liar. She's gonna, somebody's there's gonna give dude. her this sweet role that we're gonna go. Oh my God, she was so good in it. That's just the okay. way it's gonna be. We're get a Mondo's gonna pop up out of nowhere again, and she because that's just Helen Mirren for you. She will make seven piles of crap, but stick oh. a mondo in the middle, she will never she's, be on this list.
1: She's in Shazam too, so that's gonna be Armando for you go. sure.
0: So I'm telling you, she will never be on that list, ever. Uh, Never. It still makes me leery of her. All right. I I got one for you. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Thank the Lord. Well, sort of. It's
1: undoubted.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Yes. Director Ilya Nyshuler. 2015, Hardcore Harry was Mondo. It was a meh for me. 2021, Nobody was Mondo. He's got six to go, and he's on the list. He's done two movies.
2: (laughs) Over like 10 years.
0: He's so close. (laughs) Yes! So
1: close. So close. Yep, we'll start the list now. He's only... (laughs) uh, He's born in '83, so he's still young.
0: Young guy. Thirty-eight. We got lots of hope from You thought Hardcore Harry, Hardcore Harry was a man? Henry. Yeah, it was a. Henry. Man. I mean, sorry, Henry. Was a man. Yeah,
1: I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't love it. I liked uh, I it a lot. I think I called it
0: Harry twice. <laughs> hardcore Henry.
1: Yeah, it kind of rolls off your tongue that way. The way I, the way it's said.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where yeah, the yeah, way yeah. you're saying it kind of doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, Hardcore Henry. Total Mondo. I love that movie. It's like it the first man. day it was in the theater. It was cool. That's yeah, a, I that didn't is see a it cool movie. That is a cool It's movie.
1: cool, but it was a
0: man. Ah. Anyways, he's only six away. He'll get there.
1: I'm sure his next one will be a Mondo.
0: I'm sure it will.
1: All right, well, you keep track of that. I'm not even putting it on the website because <laughs> I could be dead by the time he gets to eight.
0: That's right. He's only making them every <laughs> six years, so. I guess that yeah. could—that's a potential of 36 more years until we, we get him on the list. <laughs> I don't think I want
1: to do
2: this. I'll,
0: I'll keep the podcast going. I'll only be—yeah, will be, yeah, you'll have he'll to. be you, 70. I'll, I'll be in my He'll 80s. be 72. You, you, he'll you're, be yeah, 72.
1: You're,
2: you're the youngest one, so yeah, you keep it going. Yeah, you'll be
1: keeping it going. This is this is Bryce from Film Rage. Yeah. I have my two younger new friends, uh, Bob and Phil. Uh, both in their s- late 60s. <laughs> and we would like to reserve... Re- 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 Sorry, Bryce, what was
0: that? <laughs> I think after this movie, though, they're going to be knocking down his door. Um, the first movie so. the first movie he wrote, he didn't write this movie, but he, he, they, they offered it to they're him. They're going to give like, him some juice. So, you know, now that he's made this one that he didn't write, they're, he's going to be getting a lot of scripts. So, uh, he might be making more movies than we think.
1: Maybe he'll make beanpole too.
0: Maybe I don't think we need a bean pole too.
1: He's doing um, the actual pretty good book, uh, leaving Berlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's doing that. His his next project. So this is a good there chance. There you go. All right. Well, I think that's enough for the list this week. We had a bunch of nothing.
0: So, <laughs> but we had a good time talking about nothing
1: yes we did
2: (laughs) alright last week on Rage or Dare Bryce pulled from Jim's deliciously tasty bag of rage when he pulled the Jason Bateman classic Teen Wolf 2 definitely not the true masterpiece of the original Michael J. Fox but then again what is this week Jim will not be able to escape going back into Bryce's newly replenished bag of sheer torture Check in with Bryce to see if Teen Wolf 2 is at the same level of fantasticness as the original, or does this one live up to its name, uh, number two? All
0: right. Teen Wolf 2 was sort of like Teen Wolf, only not anywhere as good, and Teen Wolf was not very good. Hell, you say. Instead of Michael J. Fox's Scotty slash Teen Wolf, we get Jason Bateman as Todd slash Teen Wolf. They brought back a few characters from the first, but apparently Jerry Levine had the good sense to pass on this project as someone else plays Styles. Yeah. But thank goodness they brought back Mark Holton back as Chubby. Chubby. This is a complete retread of the first Teen Wolf, but with more musical montages. At one point, we got Teen Wolf lip syncing to Ragtime's version of Do You Love Me, amidst a choreographed party scene, which was directly followed by a scene with bad synth music that had Teen Wolf playing fetch with a frisbee. I really think they should have maybe cut that scene, which was directly followed by another music montage of Teen Wolf boxing and training to Oingo Boingo's Who Do You Want To Be Today? Which was followed by a driving montage set to Oingo Boingo's Outrageous. I had forgotten how bad Oingo Boingo was. It is amazing to me that Danny Elfman wrote such unlistenable music in the 80s. So that was about 10 minutes straight of bad musical montages back to back. No break between them just one fed into the other. Nice. That
1: sounds awesome.
0: From there, we got a frog fight in the biology lab, which involves students throwing frogs at each other.
2: I forgot about that.
0: That's hilarious. It is. (laughs) Then we got a carbon copy of the first movie, but not as good. And remember, the first Teen Wolf was not good. So then the Teen Wolf, Todd, becomes a jerk, just like in the first installment. We got Styles and Chubby giving him the silent treatment just like the first one. And how are Styles and Chubb surprised at his behavior as it's exactly the same as the first movie that, you know, they were in. We get more musical montages as Teen Wolf decides to be better with the help of his girlfriend, just like in the first one. And of course he decides he will boxes himself in the big match and not rely on the wolf just like the first one where Scotty played in the big basketball game as himself and did not rely on the wolf. Long story short, and I will warn you, spoiler ahead, just like Scotty wins the big basketball game without the wolf in the first movie, Todd wins the big boxing match without the help of the wolf, but with the help of the power of love. As after taking a tremendous beating, and almost losing the bout, <laughs> Todd looks into the crowd and his girlfriend mouths the words, I love you. And that somehow transforms him into a great boxer. And he wins the match. And during this entire sequence, we are treated some, to some really fantastic music that sounded like the type of thing you would hear on an ABC after school special. That's nice. the second time we mentioned that on the program. Sounded just like an ABC after-school special soundtrack, but not as good. This movie was a very painful watch. Teen Wolf 2 was just like Teen Wolf, but not as good, which makes it a rage. I can't believe how bad this was. There was nothing funny in it. Oh, it, was it, kind was of the, movie. it was the same freaking movie. It was exactly kind the of same. movie. They, they lifted dialogue from the first movie.
2: Oh, I agree. It was It was pretty bad. Oh, oh, right. so, I, I did so love the first one, but this one
1: that, was bad. Let me let me make sure I understand this. So you're saying this is the um this is kinda like as if Sam Raimi redid Teen Wolf again, kinda like he did to Evil Dead? Is that what it is?
0: No, it's I wish it was that's what it was. <laughs> Cause if it could, if it <laughs> I mean t- Teen Wolf is bad. Teen I remember Wolf. seeing
1: Teen, Teen Wolf, Wolf and going, Two. what is this? And I then like when I'm you watching... Teen Wolf 2, I didn't even know that existed.
0: I need to, to watch Teen Wolf again because I have a feeling I am going to love it the second time I around think after you will. watching this.
1: Maybe. They, you know what? I think you should just do that for next week to let Murray know. Maybe it makes it to oh. Matter for You.
0: Oh, my goodness gracious. I cannot believe how bad this. When they ran those four-to-four four back-to-back montage slash musical <laughs> oh. numbers, I'm like, what is going on? Like, could you not have at least spread them out? Like, you could have plugged those scenes nope. in anywhere. They had to smack nope. them together. So, you got like over 10 minutes straight of super, it. Oh my God. a montage. eighty montage. For you. I was in montage hell.
1: Yep. Ugh. I have now just had my greatest joygasm from this show ever. I'm sweating in my head and in my pants. And now I get to pull from Bryce's bag of rage what could more
0: be more sexy yes all right i i know you're gonna get a good one because all i got are good ones all right i am random look i'm looking i'm not looking at what i'm pulling there it is i've got it in my hand mm-hmm. all right Ooh, this is a good one i'm excited does it have hillary duff in it no but it has someone else. It's just as good. It is I can't. just my
1: luck. Didn't I see this already?
0: Uh, Jessica Alba? No. No. Try again. <laughs> uh, Who is it, Je- Jim? Jessica Simpson?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm kind of not looking forward to this, but I have a feeling I've seen this. Didn't you tell me to watch this before? No. Are you sure? I seem I'm to remember. positive. Oh, wait a minute! This is, oh, it, this is Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. This, is, this is Lindsay Lohan.
0: That's right. Yes. I love I mean, Lindsay I mean, Lohan. I never saw it.
1: And Chris Pine is Right, like Chris Pine is.
0: You okay. are gonna this love is, it, Jim. One of the Chris's action, is in
1: it. This is action packed.
2: I know. Except it's not. It's a rom-com. But it <laughs> is.
0: You are gonna absolutely adore this movie. Movie? I cannot wait to see this movie. I am slurring my words today. The heat is getting to me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I go, think uh, I may. Be,
0: I may be having a stroke.
1: Dry off your bag and uh, get ready to lock and load. Well, I am excited. This is going to be a great week next week, people. Let's hope something new in cinemas comes that isn't a sequel, and <laughs> and listen to us next Wednesday. All right. Thanks again, Raiders, for listening. Rage Loves at Julien from It Goes Down the PM podcast and James, our two member subscribers. Thanks to Extended Film Rage Crew of Leonard Common for Vision and Photography via Leonard Colin Photography. Beck's news for beginning skills at Potato Lady Podcast Reviews.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Canyon Middle Cinema. Please go and support your local independent cinemas near you as they desperately need your help to survive as we come out of the pandemic. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything, FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Red Bubble and t Bubble. See what we look like on YouTube channel by searching FilmRage Podcast. We're always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, or send us an email to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see a terrible movie, like maybe Teen Wolf 3, to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, Please make us rage. Please. Please. That's it for this week. Rage on.
0: Rage on.